we have a new series coming up. That's right. Today is the last day of Start With Jesus, this series we've been kind of covering the early life of Jesus all through um, the new year. And today's the last day. We're going to take some time to just reflect on this, this study we've been doing together and this, this reflection we've been doing together around Jesus' early life. And next series, starting next week, is called High Five. And I got a, a fun little bracket there. Yeah, High Five. And uh, we're going to be looking at the five values of Jesus, that these five characteristics of Jesus. There's so many to look at, but there's five kind of top ones, the high five, that we want to emulate as a church community, that we feel particularly inspired to go after together as a community, and the kind of place we want to be. Jesus models that for us, and so we're going to look at these five characteristics. And that's going to lead us all the way up through Good Friday, and then... Sunday of this year. It does, it happens that we're also going to have, it's going to be brunch Sunday, so you can grab brunch, so it'll be fun. But we're also going to do, like last year, I don't know if any of you, was it, did anybody attend the very first branches Easter egg hunt in this? Easter egg Easter hunt. Easter egg hunt. Yeah. Awesome. And so we're going to do another one. We're going to partner with the, vet, the veterans on that, and it's going to be in this park over here. So it'll be, so it'll be, I think, like 2 o'clock is going to be the time-ish. And so we're really excited about that. And then Easter Sunday here as well. So yeah. we'll have flyers soon, and we'll be, you know, um, giving you flyers so you can hand it out to your friends and family to invite them. Yeah, be thinking about who you invite. April 9th, 10 a.m. right here at the Veterans Hall. We're going to kind of back the staging up and put as many possible chairs as we can and just fill this house. That's our prayer. We're also praying around baptisms. So if you're thinking about being baptized, this is one morning that we're really praying about and considering. Uh, would be a time we would celebrate baptisms together, right in here. I don't know, we got a horse trough or something, or a birthing tub, I've heard. <laughs> I don't know. Just hoping the water will be warm. It's right. Warm. Yeah. But not too warm that it's too easy, because we need to sacrifice. <laughs> Go for it, for Jesus, you know? <laughs> um, so that Easter, uh, that's coming up, yeah. And there'll be breakfast that morning? Yes, downstairs brunch going on at the same time. So there'll be Harleys outside, there'll be balloons, it's going to be a whole mishmash of amazing community activity. Um, would you pray for like, our offering? And um, We want to say thanks so much for just contributing and partnering with us. All this effort we do, all this kind of outreach, this um, declaration of God's love in this community happens because of you guys joining in with us and following God's lead as he leads you. And so we're so grateful. Thanks for partnering with us and and there's ways to do that here on the screens. Of course, the box in the back, and then you text, and then online as well. Um, and then we, we, we just give out of a, we think of three lenses, and one of those is gratitude. You know, we think about how grateful we are uh, for God's grace in our life, how grateful we are for all the things that God gives us, His goodness. And so we give generously out of that, out of that thanksgiving, just because we're thankful. So maybe, maybe even as Heidi begins this prayer, you could be thinking of the things that you're thankful for this morning. You know, sometimes it helps our soul to like think of like, I don't know, 10 things that you're thankful for in your heart silently um, as we say this prayer together. God, we come before you today and we're, we do have hearts of gratitude. We're so grateful for the, the your faithfulness and the many ways we can count um, in our lives, the way you've been faithful, even through difficult times. And this morning, we especially um, want to thank you for the ways you have 
provided so many blessings for branches in this last two years, but um, for all the people that are here this morning, God, I just pray that you would speak to us and remind us of the ways you've been faithful to us, and let us praise you and thank you in response to that, and we ask this in your name, amen. Amen. Yeah, and to introduce ourselves, because we don't do that enough times. We forget. We forget. This is Heidi. Introduce yourself. I'm Heidi. <laughs> Justin. Yes. We're married. <laughs> 30 years this May. Yeah. I know we can't believe it. 30 years. Yeah. It's not by really fast. Yeah. And, um, and, and we, and we kind of oversee parts of the church here and help them lead and it's been our joy to do this together. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, yeah. really fun. It's been totally fun. So fun working with me. Yes. <laughs> oh, did I need to introduce, did I need to dismiss kids? How are we on kids programs? Yeah, like, they have already been dismissed. Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, thank you. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, at the, at the welcome brunch, we had a welcome brunch and um, a couple people actually came up and they're like, oh, okay, so Sorry, what's your name again? I'm like, I'm Justin. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And I was like, I need to say my name some more. Like, I don't know, like, hmm. were so you? I was convicted about that. Um, because we've been together for so long now as branches, right? Uh, we've been started in October 16. Someone was like, I can't wait to be there for your group, your one-year anniversary. I'm going to come and visit, you know, from out of town. I'm like, one-year anniversary? That's so cool. That'll be so fun. October, we're going to go all out. Um, for one year. But we started October 16th, and then right around Christmas, we we looked at Jesus' birth, as often churches do all around the world, at Christmas time. And then we kind of followed Jesus' early life. From his early days, we, we looked at a couple different scenes all through these last six weeks. So I thought I would put it on the screen here for you guys as a little recap. What did we talk about since the new year? And because um, today is kind of a theme today of remember and celebrate is our theme. <clears throat> a chance to kind of pause and look back at the several weeks before we start our new series next week. And just kind of ponder, reflect on what did God do in our hearts? What is he kind of saying to us? What were some of our takeaways? Did we have like anything in the moment or in any of the Sundays that we were together? Or maybe even outside of a Sunday where God was kind of speaking to you? Um, and this will be a time this morning to just kind of reflect on that. Maybe you have a piece of paper and a pen or a little notepad thing on your phone. This would be a cool time to just kind of make some notes. Like, what was it these last six weeks? I put the, um, the sermon series texts and the themes up on the screen here. So six weeks we talked about these, these early snapshots of Jesus' life. We started out in Matthew with the... the Visitors that visited Jesus, the, the wise men from the east. And then we talked about Jesus in the temple when he was asking those questions. And the scholars and leaders were amazed at how young he was and yet how wise he was. And then we talked about, we talked about the parents too, how they dealt with Jesus growing up in their home as the son of God, but also their son and that tension and what that must have been like. And then we looked at Jesus' baptism where John the Baptist baptizes him, right? And this amazing moment happens, um, this spiritual, credible moment, and the reminder of God's love and intent for Jesus. And then Jesus' temptation in the desert, those 40 days in the wilderness, we looked at the testing that the devil wanted to, you know, 
tempted with, and we looked at ways that the enemy tries to distract us and tempt us as well in our lives. And then we looked at Jesus' proclamation and Luke, where Jesus rolls out the scroll of Isaiah and he describes his mission. He gives his mission statement, what he's all about and what he's called to do. And then last week, we looked at Jesus' invitation, how he went along the shore and he called these guys out, these fishermen, and said, come, follow me. He's going to give them this purpose and this meaning to their life that they never, ever would have imagined. Um, and so they, and then, then Jesus, of course, is going to step into like his public mission. He's going to start doing these miracles after miracle, these massive healings and these feedings of 5,000 people and more, creating food out of nowhere, right? Meeting so many kinds of needs. And we're going to learn about Jesus um, as he goes through his, his mission um, his sacrifice on the cross. Of course, we're going to look right around Easter. Good Friday happens as well, right then, and we want to take some time to focus on that. This is also a season of time, just as a little side note, as an undercurrent, a little soundtrack kind of humming in the background, is this is also a season of time called Lent, and the churches all around the world celebrate these six weeks coming up as this season to repent and to and to confess and to get honest and, and, and real with God. And so Lent is a cool time. It's a neat time to maybe, um, you know, like maybe uh, do some fasting of some kind or another or take breaks of certain things that distract us from God. It's also a time maybe to add something that helps us connect with God, you know, something that's helpful for our soul. We might say, hey, from now until Easter, I want to try and add this to my schedule. You know, I want to try and do this thing that will help me connect with God, especially to connect with Jesus in his suffering, that he goes through so much for us, um, and we get to kind of reflect on that in this season of Lent. But <clears throat> here we are in this moment to pause and reflect on these, these messages, you know, and, and the early life of Jesus, and what pops out for you, you know, what sort of resonates with you in your mind. It's been fun. It's been fun looking at all of this with you. We've had different speakers, different folks sharing. We've had different people leading in the music. Maybe it wasn't the message or the teaching time. Maybe it was a song that grabbed your attention in this series. Maybe it was a, a prayer time, or maybe it was something that happened in your car afterwards or whatever, you know, but God uses all these moments to speak to us, and it's so rad to just put that down, you know, put that on paper or put it into our heart. Uh, Mary said, what does Mary say, right, all the, through the early life of Jesus? She says she, she ponders these things in her heart, you know, she thinks about them. And it's a powerful thing for us. It shapes us in our lives when we ponder and think about what God's doing in our life. It's so tempting in our fast-paced, modern, Western culture to just move on to the next thing. Like, give me the next thing. What's next? What's next? And so today, kind of a, kind of a discipline here today to just ponder. Hmm. Let's go back. Let's just think, what did God do? What did God do in our life? And there's, there's a friend of ours. I asked a few people to share uh, this morning their reflections. I thought we need to hear some different perspectives. And there's this one uh, new friend of ours here in the community, Victoria. And what's so cool about Victoria, what's kind of fun about what she does in her processing, is she, she is a note taker. Okay, now I'm not a note taker, and maybe you don't relate to that, but maybe you do. And she just takes notes, like copious notes here on Sunday mornings, reflecting on different things that stick out for her in the moment. Um, and then, and, and verses, she'll write down references. And then she's had some friends in her past see her taking those notes. And then if they miss Sunday or they want to kind of hear what Sunday was about again, 
they'll ask her for those notes. Hey, you know, I saw you taking those notes. And so she would give them their note, her notes, and it became kind of a thing she would do, you know, with her friends. And then she thought, I should just post these online. So many people are asking me for these notes. So I'm just going to post these, and you can just go to my page on Facebook, and you can see all the notes. You know, so she's been doing that, and it's been so fun to, like, see these notes and go, whoa, so cool. So I thought, hey, for anyone to help kick us off this reflection, it would be Victoria, who's been taking notes all these six weeks. Um, and so I'm so, so excited to have her share with us. I got a microphone right here and like a little stand thing. And so, yeah, Victoria, would you come on up? Let's welcome Victoria uh, to the What stood out for you? Share with us. Yeah, 
God gives us the freedom to choose. And um, I love that, that he gives us the freedom to, you know, do whatever we want in life. But if you choose to be obedient, he really does really amazing things and gives you the favor that you never thought would be possible. I mean, I experienced in my careers and um, in my relationship with people that I've met through the years. And, um, yeah, and our faith empowers us um, by our experience with God's grace, love, and mercy. Um, it just really shows what you can really do in someone's life. And, um, yeah. Thanks so much for sharing, you guys. And let's thank you, Tona. Thank you. So cool. Yeah, it's so neat to kind of see like what 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 sort of stands out. You know, what kind of bubbles up to the surface as we as we kind of ponder these these messages. And and you know, for me, I think studying these passages these last few weeks, it's always something new that God shows me when I'm looking at the Bible and looking at His Word. It's so fun to have it sort of come alive in new ways. And one, one, one sort of thing looking at these early, this early life of Jesus for me was that, you know, sometimes we say people are shaped by their circumstances. You know, they they're become who they are by the circumstances in their life and by the situations and context that they're placed in. So in some ways, I guess it would be tempting to say Jesus was shaped by his circumstances. You know, his context was like he became who he was to be. But then I'm like, wait a minute, though. You know, he's like the son of God, right? Who had a mission from the very beginning, who, who had a clear direction from the very beginning. Um, and so God is so, like, sovereign and powerful and control of all things. And so rather than Jesus maybe being shaped or, or changed by his circumstances, I feel like these early circumstances we see, they don't shape who Jesus is. They reveal who Jesus is. So interesting to see Jesus knew who he was all along the way. And these circumstances just open the door. They kind of pull back the curtain on who Jesus is. They reveal for us who he is and what his calling is and who he is um, and, 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 and how he's determined to walk that out. So it's kind of neat to see like, oh, I, I see this. This is going to point towards Another instance is going to show this character of Jesus. So I kind of love how these things kind of unpack uh, who Jesus is, each of these, each of these stories and circumstances. Um, another friend of mine who just, I love his insights, uh, my friend Drew, he, he like, he, he's so funny because he'll say, Justin, um, I don't remember anything you talked about on Sunday, except you said this one word, and I just started thinking about that word. You know, and I, I forgot everything else you said, but that one word, God used it, and he started, like, stirring in my heart, and then I've been thinking about it for a month now, you know, and I'm, like, diving deep into this word, and God's shaking me, and I'm like, wow, I don't even remember saying that word, uh, but awesome, you know, I mean, I'm so glad, um, so I'm thankful uh, for Drew's just passion uh, to, to listen and to take it in, and so I've asked Drew to share a little bit, too, so he's around here somewhere, is Drew, Drew around, Drew Small, did he leave? There he is right there. Drew, come on up, buddy. Yeah, let's welcome Drew. I'm sorry, I'm pushing the hot seat, though. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, did not take any notes. Uh, so, what stuck out to me, pretty much, like he said, I was I, I had to ask him what we really talked about. For the first time, but 
What stuck out to me was in Matthew 4 or 7, and it's the temptation. So Jesus is with the devil and he's trying to tempt him and all those things. And there's one part where he says, okay, this is the one that I have, is a. Uh, So he says, um, what does he say? He says, do not put your Lord God to the test. Yeah. So I don't know why that stuck out to me the most, but it just kind of made me think, because I will always consider myself relatively uh, young in the faith path. But, I'm, you know, you get hung up on stuff like, show me why this is, this is real, or show me, prove it to me, and stuff like that. And... Uh, Hearing that made me think about, you know, that's not necessarily the point of it. And so uh, it's, it's opened me to try and put myself out there more and just put myself in a position to see the grace and, and the, uh, you know, all these miracles and stuff, as opposed to being like, well, if you don't show me this, then I don't believe it. Um, so even right now, talking in public to you guys out of church is beyond anything that I've ever done. So, uh, yeah, putting yourself out there instead of making your own demands, just be vulnerable and be open. Okay. Oh, man. Thank you, dude. So cool. So cool. I was thinking... Um, there's, a, there's an old song that's, that's been on my heart, too. We haven't sung it before um, in any of the Sunday services, but uh, it's just been on my mind. It's sort of been in, in the backdrop there through all these weeks, and it's that old song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, you know, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And so I thought we could sing that together. If that's cool, you guys want to just kind of a moment just to turn our eyes to Jesus. And I gotta invite the band back, so let's welcome again um, Norm and Sandra and the whole gang. Come on up, Norm and Sandra. I'm definitely excited about all the people taking big risks up here this morning to step out of their comfort zone and be a part of this. So Kia D, Sandra, I think you got it on the keyboard as soon as you can. Play a little D chord there for us, and let's see. Let's see how
is it uh, that when we turn to Jesus, like all the confusion, some of those complications kind of kind of fall to the wayside and, and that he brings us to this place of clarity and this place of simplicity within. Um, such a cool, such a cool thing. You know, before we uh, finish our time together, just singing a little bit more and responding together in prayer, I wanted one more, one more of my friends, Chris, here to come on up and share with us a bit of his story and, yeah, what, what these last few weeks have been like for, you might know Chris on the harmonica, jamming with us with the band. And so, thanks for sharing with yeah. us this morning, man. Of course, of course. Thank you. Um, all right. So, uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, I want to start off by thanking Justin for giving me the opportunity to speak to all you fine people here today. I must warn you all, I'm not the most eloquent public speaker, but I'll try my best. I began to feel so passionately, not only about this church and this wonderful congregation, but to creating and strengthening my own, as well as my son's connection to Jesus Christ and the church. A little history about myself, I was involved with the church as a young child, but turned away from religion in my teenage years due to judgmental people with narrow-minded views of what makes somebody a true Christian. For the longest time, I believed that although I had great memories of growing up in the church as a child, religion just didn't seem like it was going to be in the cards for me as an adult, and I was fine with that. It didn't really bother me because until branches came along, I didn't actually realize what I was missing in my life. Kind-hearted and positive-thinking individuals that care for others' well-being and generally helping people. A sense of community where everybody belongs. Something that in this world sadly truly lacks nowadays and is dire need of. I bring up my past and my childhood experiences for a reason far more than just for you all to understand who I am and where I come from. Over the last few weeks, Justin has been speaking uh, at great lengths about Jesus' childhood and his experiences as a young man. And short of his birth, I have to honestly say I, I regrettably didn't know much about Jesus' young years. And learning about his humbleness towards John the Baptist upon their first meeting, I myself was taken aback by how, even as a young man, Jesus was so very obsequious and submissive to the master plan and the will of God. It was Jesus' wish to be baptized in the River Jordan amongst everyone else that was there. Baptism is for the forgiveness of sin, yet Jesus is truly God's Son and therefore sinless. Jesus is the holy and greater person that John had been telling people all about. And as such, John did not feel worthy enough to baptize him. And despite John's proclamation of Jesus' divine birthright and his reluctance to even perform the baptism, Jesus insisted. John tried to make him change his mind, but Jesus answered to him, In this way, we will, all, we will do all that what God requires. So John agreed. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he came out of the water, and it is said that heaven was opened up, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And then a voice said from the heaven, This is my own dear Son, with whom I am pleased. When I learned this, I imagined what it must have been like for the crowds of people standing on the banks of the River Jordan <coughs> witnessing this heavenly experience. A dove, often used as a symbol of peace, represented God's Spirit descending onto Jesus. God's voice is heard saying, This is my own dear Son, with whom I am pleased. This all confirmed Jesus' identity as the one true Son of God. The crowds of people must have been truly amazed, learning firsthand about Jesus' heavenly Father. Not to mention that everything John was saying about him all this time was correct. It must have been so enlightening to finally be shown the truth of everything like that. The closest kind of spiritual awakening I could think of comparing this to my own life 
would be it would have been the reignition of my own spiritual flame hidden deep within myself. So deep was it hidden, in fact, that even I didn't know that once lit, what was once a small glimmer of faith would grow inside me into an all-encompassing, blinding, bright light of Jesus Christ and His Father and the Lord. I never thought I could find a place like Branches, where really amazing people generally care for each other's well-being, not because it profits them or provides them to provides anything to them other than that warm feeling you get when you selflessly help others. Amen. I would even go as far as to say that there was a time that I believe that I didn't even deserve something like this wonderful place for all the amazing people. I thought I wasn't worthy of God's love for one reason or another, which I know now couldn't have been any further from the truth even if I tried. <laughs> On another Sunday, Justin spoke to us about Jesus' trepidations in the deserts being tempted by Lucifer. As he told us about this, it again made me think back to my younger years, how when I was a teenager and a young man, I was tempted by the darker side of humanity. How when I thought I was dark, uh, thought when I was, it was darkest, sorry, and that I would never find my way back into the light or happiness of my youth, I believed I would have never known the joy, the joy of love and happiness. Not long after this, was about the time I met my amazing wife. At the time, I worked as a cooler, or aka head of security, at my friend's local bar in my hometown. One night, my friend wanted to introduce me to a really amazing woman, he was saying. He said he was going to bring her goodbye and introduce me to her. So, how I met was, I checked her ID to get into the bar. And now, I have to admit, for me, I was enamored from the start. Her, not so much. <laughs> I was trying my hardest to catch her eye or make her smile or literally anything I could think of to get a positive response. See, while I was a wild, crazy single Chris for many years and I was looking for love and ready to settle down, Aaron, on the other hand, I could have just gotten out of very rough and rocky relationships. In other words, I was pulling out all the stops and she was having none of it. <laughs> but it was at this time. I saw in this beautiful, albeit somewhat grumpy woman, something that I had never seen or thought was possible for me, a chance to finally be happy with somebody else that I cared deeply for. For someone like me, hope was romantic. It was like water in the desert that is loneliness, some kind of oasis against the feelings of inadequacy and sadness. Aaron was my angel that helped me, helped lead me out of a dark period of my life. I would even say she saved me in a lot of some ways back then. She was very different for me in the fact that she had been in the church and extremely religious her whole life. She had been on missions trips to Mexico and Belize to help people all over the world. Now, I, on the other hand, <laughs> at this moment in my life, couldn't have been any more different. Like I said, I was a cooler at the Good Time Tavern. I also uh, worked as a cook at a chillings restaurant, both of them in the Bay Area, in a little known cow town in the Tribe Valley that goes by the name of I was a wild and free spirit in my mid-twenties. The world was my oyster, and I was very hungry. I thought I had everything I needed to make me happy, but little did I know what I was truly missing. Aaron showed me that it wasn't just the love of another person I was missing. I was missing a love for my own self, which is something you can't find a cure out for in the world. After being sick for so long, being bedridden for years, and surgery after surgery, I just believed that I was a failure to my family. What kind of man cannot support his wife and child? And I won't lie, and I will say that I still feel this way a lot. 
sometimes, especially on bad days. But I've found that it has only been since coming back to the church and accepting Jesus into my life that I've seen the good in myself. I know that although I have been traveling through this dark and evil desert of my own mind, tempted by the devil, now that I travel with Jesus Christ and the Lord in my corner, I will make it through all the dark temptations of Lucifer. I'm trying to better myself in many ways, despite my doubts. When I think I won't be able to do something or it's too much for me, I stop myself and I think, I'm not, I'm not alone in this. And I have Aaron, Malachi, and most importantly, the Lord on my side. With all that support and love, there's nothing I can't accomplish if I don't put my mind to it. Actually, with that in mind, I have been a... I have in the last couple weeks even started trying to return back to school after more than 20 years. I'm going to try to start College of the Redwoods in the fall semester in August and attempt to get my associates in science degree in agriculture fo focusing on sustainable and organic horticulture. I will not deny the prospect of going back to school is frightening in some ways. I'm also more excited than I've been in news about anything just thinking about it. I know that everything will work out, work itself out financially and academically if I if I put everything in God's hands, if I can put in the hard work now, He will provide not only for me, but my family as well. Not only here and now in this life, but in the next, in His kingdom as well. Yeah. I'm really excited and look forward to the opportunity to learn more about Jesus Christ, especially from somebody who has such a deep and passionate connection to the Lord, like Justin does. I can't wait to discover not only about His life and experiences while He walked this earth, but also how one day by following the Bible and heeding the word of God that I might be able to walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ and lead the life of a good Christian. I want to thank you all for listening to me here today. And also I want to personally thank Justin for seeing more potential in me than I even saw in myself. He is helping me see all, that all things are possible if we put our faith in Jesus and the Lord. Thank you all again. Have a great day. God bless you.